The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of You're Gonna Love Me. I'm Katie Maloney, of course. Hope you all had a nice week. I'm this close, a smidge close to losing my mind, but you know what? I'm out here surviving and I hope you all are too, but I have a really great new episode for you today with an all new guest. I found her on TikTok because I'm kind of TikTok famous now. I'll get into that later, but I'm mostly a spectator on TikTok and I found this girl and I just, I loved so much relatability when it comes to body confidence and her videos are hilarious, but also, you know, she's got a great voice and she's becoming extremely popular with over half a million followers and growing. That's insane. And she was just featured in New York magazine. So welcome Remy Bader. Thank you for being here. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait. (laughs) So you just got back from Miami. Welcome home. I was really jealous. Your sister lives. Yeah. She just moved there. She lived like right by me in New York city and was like, all right, it's time for me to go. I'm staying. But I obviously didn't visit for a while. And then once I was away from my parents and knew we were just going to hang in her apartment, do some low key things, I was ready to go. So currently quarantining just for a few days until I get my other test. Perfect. We all are doing what we can out here. I feel like, you know, it's like we want to be able to see family, see friends, go to the grocery store, you know, all within like reason, but we all have to take care of our mental health too. But I've been following you on TikTok and now Instagram for a little while. So I've familiarized myself a bit with like you and your background. I know you have a bit of a background in entertainment, maybe also a Bravo TV, which is kind of crazy. So, so can you just give us like a little bit of like, kind of like your backstory and like who you are and where you come from? Of course. And I was excited to do this in the first place because I feel like people just know me from TikTok, like the bits and pieces, but no one really knows like about me. So I wanted to chat with you about that, but yeah, so I grew up in New York city and ended up moving out really strange, but to the Hamptons after 9-11. So I ended up living out there full time, which like no one does. Definitely really strange, but I went to high school out there. So from that, after I went to Indiana University, I did not enjoy it there. I ended up transferring after semester, just didn't have the best experience. And I went to the University of Delaware, loved it. I was a communications major, journalism minor. And yeah, I interned like every single summer and winter since 11th grade. I was so like ready to work since I was 10 years old and like just (laughs) wanted to get, I just wanted to like get into entertainment or PR. I wasn't really sure exactly. I had a bunch of fashion internships, but yeah, really weird coincidence because my first job out of college was at Bravo TV on the PR team, which was just, which was wild. What year was that? That was in 2017 in October. Okay. So yeah, Vanderpump Rules is definitely on then. Yes. And of course, like our New York team worked with more of the New York related shows and the, that's obviously why I didn't do much with Vanderpump because that was the LA team, but obviously had a great experience. Always loved Bravo, loved Vanderpump. I just, for me, realized when I was there that like, 
I thought my whole life I wanted to do PR. Why? I don't really know why. Like I just had that idea in my head. And then once I was there at a really big corporate company, like obviously love Bravo, love NBC, it just wasn't for me. And I just realized that after about a little over a year of being there and I took a leap into music. So I started working on the partnerships team at Tidal, which is Jay-Z and Beyonce's music streaming service. Right. Oh yeah. I forgot about Tidal. <laughs> I actually had an amazing experience here. It was opposite worlds of Bravo. Bravo's super corporate, which you wouldn't think, but it's a part of NBC. And then Tidal was complete opposite, smaller startup vibes, rappers in the office every day. Like I loved both of them in very different ways, but I definitely like felt more of like the music vibe was for me. Totally. I mean, before the show, I interned at a record label. So I get, I oh, feel cool. you on that, yeah. on that level for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was great vibes. I loved it, but unfortunately I was furloughed in April. They told us all that all the people that were furloughed, like we would be coming back obviously due to COVID. And then in July, we all got let go. And now there's probably like 10 people at the company. I don't know. But, you know, obviously when that happened, I was not happy. I knew it was coming. I knew that things, obviously, we all thought in March, this would be a month. So who knew? (laughs) Almost a year later, here we still are. And it's just been more jobs lost. And it's just, you know, so so now you are, you're a curve model. That's incredible. And what else, is there anything else you're working on? Or is like that just sort of like your jam right now? Yeah. After I lost my job, I really didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like I really started like losing my mind. Like I am someone my whole life that needs a plan needs to like, I planned out my whole freaking life. So like I've always suffered with really bad anxiety. And I also, which I've, I've discussed that a little on TikTok, but I've never discussed. I also from the anxiety have like a little bit of a nervous tick disorder, which I've always had. And then also in the past two years struggled with binge eating. So all of this decided to come out at the same time in after I lost my job. And I really was like, not doing well a few months ago. So from there, I just was like, what do I do? And I started even DMing like every influencer I liked in New York City, like, can I assist you? Can I do something like I need to be busy? I need to work when I'm not doing things. And I'm like, laying around. That's when I things are worse for me. Idle time is the devil's playground. We know that it really (laughs) is. Now I really know that. So long story short, my dad's in the fashion industry. And he always said you should do plus or curve models. Cause he is like more of a, he's done, you know, Melissa McCarthy's line, um, which was plus and Eva Longoria. So I was always, he always said that. And I used to get so offended, you know, I was like, I'm not going to be a plus model. Like that's so, why would you say that to me? Like I used to, and like times are different now where like I accepted, I was like, wait, I'm curvy. I've always been a little bit above average. I don't care. I'm just going to try. Why don't I just try? So I sent, pictures and my measurements to a bunch of different agencies only heard back from one went right in they signed me like right away and we were like you'll do print and fit modeling and basically just leading into how I got into all of this and it's kind of crazy my first test shoot in New York City in like September which is just like your first shoot to make a portfolio I was able to wear anything I wanted so I went to Soho went to 15 stores was looking around and not one of those well-known stores had over a size 12 not one 10 or 12 and I never really like dealt with this as much because it's funny I'm now doing like fashion related TikTok stuff. And I hated shopping my whole life. So I really finally had to deal with this. And I'm like, I was crying. Like I was freaking out. I'm like, this is just unfair. And I remember 
I will never forget. I called my dad and I said, it's just so unfair. There's just so much I want to share about this. And like, I will never have a platform to do it. A few months later, now I have half a million followers on TikTok. Like I have, you know, press reaching out, a million brands reaching out. I have hundreds of people messaging me every day that I'm changing their lives. And I'm like, how did this happen? Hi, I'm Pia Barangini, a creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. I just have like chills right now. You talking about that because it's so true. I mean, a year ago I was like, I want to change like the kind of content I'm consuming. Like I want to see more people like embracing, you know, normal bodies. There's been like this sort of like industry standard of like a woman's body. And whenever you go online to go shopping, you're seeing what clothes look like on a body that doesn't look like mine. It doesn't look like a lot of people. And I just, it started fucking with me because I put on weight over the last few years and, you know, trying to accept your body, you know, in a public space on a show on Instagram and getting a lot of really hurtful feedback from people, Yeah, you know, that it's been really uplifting and changed my life to see people that are so confident in their skin and have beautiful bodies. Like you have a beautiful body, like, and and you are so confident. And for everyone that's like not on TikTok or doesn't know, Remy does these like realistic hauls where she tries on clothes from H and M or free people, or even like what was another? Target, like ranging all over the place because the truth, yeah, the truth is I feel like, and I know this is obviously, you know, about this, like it's really disheartening trying to shop because you know, you're not, we're not those people where it's like, we can just wear whatever, but we also can, but it's hard because the sizing is not super on. It's not us. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone in most of their messages are like, thank you for making me realize it's not me. And I'm like, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like every clothing brand, it will never be the same across the board. And that's why you just need to like, it's annoying, but you need to take the time to find what works for you. And, you know, sometimes TikTok, I think is just a truly amazing platform because like, I never thought I'd reach all of these people, but I also just have to keep saying on TikTok, like, you know, some people will say, well, that will never fit me and this and that. I'm like, I'm showing what works for me and I want to help as many people as possible, but every single body is different. It is. And that's why when they get into like these sizes of like making, it's like, well, it's not just about making something bigger. It's about making it fit for a body that, you know, like has a smaller waist and bigger hips. Yeah. Your facial expressions when you try on these clothes where you're just like, what is this? Like what? Yeah. Like when you finally find something that fits around like your legs, then, you know, it's big around your waist. Like, it's just, they don't know how to like, so speaking of like, now that I know that your family is in fashion industry, like how would you personally like to see this address? Not just like offering plus size, size options available to people, but how to make sure and ensure that they're going to fit people. Like what, yeah. what, does, what needs to happen? I think that people just need to like, that's why TikTok, like I said, is an amazing platform. Like these brands aren't listening to the reviews. No. These brands aren't listening to what people are saying. And like, what is your point then? Like, I don't even get it. Like, I just think it's so simple and I get it. Like people are like, Oh, because they don't do plus size or whatever. Cause it's extra material and more money. Like I'm sorry. Like I would, I've always been interested in fashion and like, 
I just would never even have a brand. Like at this point, the brands that aren't doing it to me, like I don't even want to support it. It just pisses me off. Yeah. And I just think people need to listen and like really see what people are saying. And I think I don't care about the plus size label, but I also don't get that. Like now this brand has plus size. Why can't, why does it have to be separate? Okay. Thank you for saying that. I feel like I've like on my own in like my Google or my notes on my phone, have a complete like diatribe dedicated to something like this, where I'm just like, why does it have to be like models and then plus size models? How about everyone's just, it's like a model or how about this? Just like it's clothes. And like, we recognize that bodies come in all different shapes and sizes and we don't need to like segregate that this is certain areas of a website like they're not being like inclusive to bodies you know and I don't care about stigma as well you know but I feel like acknowledging it as such is just aiding and abetting that sort of attitude about it and that stigma behind it all and I think people like you are going to change the industry because, you know, you, what was it? Was it pretty little thing or misguided that you put on? You're like, okay, this is like an extra large, but why is there not more, like someone that's an extra large has more boob and why is there not enough fabric to cover the boob? Yeah. Like that too. Like, I think like, there's just some brands like I'll wear stuff and I'm, I'm an XL and it's like literally tiny and people will comment. Like I was wearing these sweatpants that were an XXL from like H and M I'm like, yay, they fit. But then I didn't realize. And then people are commenting, wait, if you're an XXL, what the hell am I? Like, how am I supposed to fit in that? And like, I'm learning as I go too. like when people give me feedback and say things and I'm like, I don't think people get that this is helping me as much as it's helping them because everyone's like, you're so confident. Please teach me how to be confident. My whole thing is about being like authentic. And I literally respond to like mostly everyone. And I straight up say like, I don't want you to think I'm the most confident person in the world. Like I grew up being, I think pretty confident, but once I started working in, you know, entertainment and I started gaining the weight and all these things, like I lost all my confidence the past two years. Like I hid in my room and wouldn't even go out for a long time. And like, now this is helping me because people are just, telling me things about myself I didn't even know. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I didn't know that. (laughs) I was going to ask you also what like your journey has been like up to this point, because I know when we were like kind of going back and forth in DMs, you mentioning like not wanting to like go out and meet up with your friends because not feeling confident in your skin. So like what kind of practices did you start doing to gain that back? I think a lot of it started when I started gaining the weight when I was at title because I worked like a lot of hours and I would come home and seriously order 50 to $60 of food a night and like sit on my floor and like binge eat and close my door, turn off my phone so that like no one could change my mind about it. And I started doing that every night. I literally like, it's horrible, but I like wasted all of my like money and savings on food, like for a year. It was like a sickness and something people don't talk about. So I, I think it took me realizing that like binge eating is a real thing and it was a problem I started seeing an eating therapist that I found in New York city that really helped me. And I wasn't ready at the time when I was seeing her, like I kind of, I was going to her for help, but I wasn't there yet mentally. I was thinking about so many other things where now I'm able, or in the past few months, able to use the things that she told me, like, it's enough. Like you don't fit in your clothes anymore. You don't have to throw them out, but put them away. Stop staring at them every day and trying to fit in them. I would go to work and literally not breathe all day sitting at my desk because my pants wouldn't fit. Like you, that is the worst thing you could do. That, that made me insane. Of course, no one wants to buy all new clothes, but like 
what I tell people when they message me and stuff too, is that was the first step for me and that you have to, you don't need to buy expensive clothes, like buy something for now. That is just, it takes time, find things that fit you. Like I right now have two pairs of jeans that I just wear back and forth because I still haven't found, like I'm still on the hunt to do a jeans haul, but like I haven't found great jeans. So right now I've just been wearing these like American Eagle jeggings and like a few other brands that I just feel comfortable in. Like it takes freaking time, but that is a first step. I think also like looking in the mirror and like accepting what you look like as cheesy as that sounds like it, that's hard for me to do. I look different than I did even a year ago. And it's very frustrating, but it is what it is. I think those two things have helped me. And then, you know, a lot of it is just, like I said, like once the TikToking happened, like honestly things people say to me that I just like, don't like about myself, like super self-conscious about my arms or this or that, or my stomach. And I grew a stomach. I never had a stomach. And everyone's like, commenting like you have the best stomach and I'm like what like I mean we all see things differently in our own heads it's totally that like you know we look at ourselves very differently than other people would as well but it is hard that acceptance of just like well this is my body and you know do we want to spend our time stressing and killing ourselves over our size or do we want to just try to embrace it in every step along the way because our bodies are I've done nothing but change since the time we were born. I mean, hello, I'm not the same size as I was when I was 12 or when I was 22 or when I was 24, 25, or even last year. That's kind of a beautiful thing. It is hard because no matter what people tell you, like you look great or, oh my God, no, you look one. Like, I think, I think you look awesome. It's like, we have to work on that with ourselves. And it's like, an, for me, I don't know about you, but it's like an everyday thing. Yeah, of course. There's some days where, yeah, that are easier than others, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I think that why I like resonated with you always, like even when watching the show is like, I feel like I've had similar struggles to you and on the show specifically, like there's been times where let's say someone has like called you fat or something. And like, I feel like that is the only insult. Like if you really think about it, if you're like a little bit of a curvier person, like that's the only insult people can like have to give you. It's just like, you're fat. Like, wait, but really? Like, and like now at this point, like, I, and I've gotten that my whole life, like anyone who wanted to, if I was in an argument or someone like their comeback is your fat. And like, now I don't give a fuck. Like, I just don't, but like, that's very hurtful. And yes, it's a lifelong thing. Like, and I just think that luckily we're in a time where this whole body positivity, you know, this is all happening and people are more accepting, but like, you always feel it, you know, what people are thinking. And that's why you have to work on you accepting yourself. You know, obviously you want to make sure you're healthy and live, you know, a long life, like free of disease and all of that. But also it, it becomes more like your mental health becomes a priority because, you know, how sick is it that people think just because you are, you know, above average size or weight or whatever they, you know, deem to be, that automatically they are trying to attack an insecurity that they assume that you have. Like, that's all you got? <laughs> Is that yeah. a fat cow? Like, okay, then like, fine. So what? I'm a fat cow. Like, but it's just like preying on an insecurity, real or not real. Like, it's just, that says more about them than it does about you. But a hundred percent. Something else that you, just mentioned and that you do talk about, which I'm really happy that you are kind of normalizing the conversation of ED and eating disorder, which is not just like 
not eating or like bulimia or, you know, what mm-hmm. some people kind of know what to be. It also, it comes out in stages of like having disordered eating, binge eating. It's like, it's your relationship with food that I think so many people like don't know that they have that. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable because of, again, stigma and the fact that you are just being so open and honest about it. That's going to help so many people because I didn't know in myself that I had disordered eating really bad and had placed so much moral, moral value on food and also talking about diet culture and just these crazy restrictive diets that people do that often fail and they don't aid in having a healthy lifestyle. Exactly. And I think that I didn't, I didn't realize any of this until now because it's becoming more normalized talking about it. And I was on like a million diets since I was like 15 or probably even younger. Like it was just like my mom, my sister, like we always did diets together. And like the one that really set me off, I think two years ago was when I did um, a diet called F factor where you basically just don't eat carbs. So I did that for almost a year and I believed it's a high fiber diet. So I believed that I was losing all this weight because I was adding to my meals, fiber, fiber. And you, you believe that, but you're really eating 800, 900 calories a day. That's starving yourself. Yeah. So it was the best I ever felt. You know, I felt everyone came up to me. You look so skinny. You look so good. I was so happy in my head, but that made everything worse. The second that I even slightly got off and saw a piece of bread, that's when binging happens. And that I always had disordered eating, but that just made it go like insane. Like I just, when I saw bread, then for a straight year, I was just eating carbs, 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 and you gain more than you ever were before. That's what happened. Totally. Because diets aren't they're not a lifestyle. They're not, they're, they're temporary fixes. They're band-aids. They fail people 90% of the time. And I, so what advice do you have to people that are struggling with an ED undiagnosed, not having help? Like what could people do to like, you know, recover or begin, get onto a path of a healthier eating habits? I have recommended a few like different books that I've found or been recommended from therapists. I know not everyone can afford going to therapy or finding someone depending on where they live. So, I mean, I think that if you can ideally doing therapy, especially since a lot is most are virtual right now, I've seen a lot of different people. I've seen an eating therapist. I've seen like a few different dietitians. Everyone has a different idea in their head. So you have to kind of figure out what's best for you. And then right now, currently I'm actually seeing a CBT therapist. So cognitive behavioral therapy, because they've really found that a lot of eating disorders have to do with your mental state, anxiety, all of these things happening. So for me, I actually was very anti this, but I did go on anxiety medicine a few months ago, which I'm has really, really helped me. And that actually was from a psychiatrist who specializes in eating disorders. And that's why you need to really be careful who you go to, because I went to an endocrinologist who actually gave me an injectable in my stomach and I ate freaking needles, gave me an injectable to do every week to make me not hungry. And yeah, I did it literally all in quarantine. And my parents, like, they're very careful now because we've had a lot of fights and issues because I'm like, you don't get my eating issues. Like, don't say anything about it. So they didn't really say much. And I said, I'm going to this great endocrinologist. Like, don't say anything like it's good. But I started getting sick and I wouldn't eat because I was nauseous. I had a breakthrough a few months ago where I was like, 
all right, I have to learn this the hard way. Like, unfortunately, like I said, I want to go off of the injectable. And she was like, well, I don't want you to start binge eating again. I'm like, I can't be on this my whole life. So that was something I wouldn't recommend. And my, this psychiatrist that I found that specialized in eating disorders, he literally said the F factor plus that injectable, like the F factor sprung it all, but the injectable made everything worse. It was making me have fake not be hungry. And the second I went off it, I just started binging all over again. The main thing I could tell people to do, which I've gotten from every one of these people I've seen, it's more simple than you think. And I have not overcome it, but like, you need to start by eating three meals a day, two snacks. You need to just balance everything out because it's when you don't eat is when those strong urges come on. And it's not like anyone else. When you have an issue like this, like you will binge. And even to my therapist, I'm like, no, I need more. Like, tell me more. Like what else? Like, why am I doing this? She's like, no. This is just simply what you need to do right now and just listen to me and believe me. Exactly. And it's not a permanent, it's not like, oh, this is the the answer to all the problems. Again, weight fluctuates, body fluctuates, hormones come into play, all of that comes into play. It took me seeing a nutritionist. I was like, I think I need to educate myself on like actual nutrition and find out like foods that I need to like fuel my body with that are going to make me feel good, make me function better, make me sleep better, like that are just generally good for me. I don't, I don't think I really knew how my body uses food. And so like, and so once I started to learn that it became like really simple, but guess what? Like my weight still fluctuates and that's fine. But I feel like I finally got like a handle on, on things. And I still have, yeah, I was going to ask what you have found works for you since you've said you fluctuated with your weight and stuff over time. Like what have you found works for you? I know it's different for everyone. I'm just interested. For me, it's like, I do have to like pay attention to the kind of, the kind of carbs I eat, you know, and monitoring that because it's like, yeah, like I do have like my glucose levels are very high, like edging on like a pre-diabetic sort of thing. So like watching things like the kind of carbs I eat, like fast carbs versus slow carbs, you know, and how my body breaks those down and uses them. You bring in insulin into all of this. I mean, it becomes like very like, scientific and everything that is important that's one thing that the endocrinologist helped me with yeah knowing all that but yeah knowing exactly how your body uses food and my body specifically but also yeah it's important to eat three meals a day and snack in between like you got to keep the fire burning and keep your metabolism moving so it's like you know when I wake up in the morning sometimes that's that's hard sometimes I'm like hungry in the morning and sometimes I'm not but I either like work out when I wake up. So like my clock starts going, they call it. I like clock. doing that too. Yeah. So if I can't eat, then I, by the, within like an hour or so waking up, I try to like go walk on a treadmill or go for a walk or do Pilates or something like that. And then, you know, after that eat something and then, you know, and it's just kind of like reminding myself, even if you have to like set a time on your phone, because I was one of those people that would just like forget to eat. I would just be like yeah. busy or I just, I wasn't thinking about it. And then the next thing, you know, I'm starving. Yeah. yeah. And then I, and then I, I make like bad choices. That's okay. Like, you know, I try to practice like intuitive eating as well. Like listen to what my body wants. I had to remove moral value from food as well. There's no bad foods. A hundred percent. I hate, it's hard listening to people say the good and the bad. And, and my sister and my mom actually are very much like that. So I've had to just tune people out because you can't have everyone like doing what you think is right. And it's hard for me. I get very affected when I see people just eating. I'm going to eat just like 
an egg for lunch because I'm cutting out carbs this week and it, it pains me because now I know that's not what you're supposed to do, but you, you just got to worry about yourself. 100%. Let's say you want to have the French fries and someone's like, I thought you were eating healthy. It's like, I'm not on a diet. Am I trying to eat healthy? For sure. Yeah. But like, it's like tuning that out as well. When I know kind of like certain cravings I have, like, what are some like better alternatives? Cause it's like, yeah, taking the moral value out of food, but also recognizing that like, yeah, like sugar is not great for your body. And why do I want to put stuff in my body that isn't good for me? The same reason why I try to not drink every day. Why am I going to have like ice cream every day? Like, it's just like, I want to be healthy and like, yeah. And you want to feel good as I get older. It's like, I want to live a long time. I don't want to have like issues because of, you know, whatever. But I think just diet cultures ruined people. The media has ruined people. And I'm happy that there's someone like you out there that's being a voice and representing Thank you. a big, big majority of people who need this and need to relate and everything like that. I mean, did you ever envision that you would just blow up on TikTok or are you just like, I just want to do this for fun. Like, we'll see. I didn't envision it like this. That's for sure. I, I didn't try. I started by seeing like, other people. And I was like, I could do this. Maybe I could do it better. Like, I'm not sure. I always felt, and I know this might sound like a little weird, but I always felt like I had like something to offer. And like, I wanted to just share things. I wanted people to see my personality. Like people always thought it was funny and thought it was a little weird in a good way and all these things. And like, I was like, how are people ever going to see this? And like, to me, it's just beyond like, I couldn't be happier that people are following me and like me for me. Like I couldn't be more authentic. Like I could truly tell you the Remy that you see on TikTok is the Remy I've always been. And I think it's very simple for people to see who's being authentic on social media and who's trying to be someone else. So no, I didn't envision this happening, but like, I'm of course like ecstatic. And a lot of my friends and stuff keep coming to me and like text me every day. Like you were always meant for this. Like this was going to happen. And I don't even know what to say to people anymore because I'm like, everyday things are changing. Like, I don't even know what this is going to turn into, but finally I could say I'm like truly going with the flow, which I've never done in my life. Like not one thing has gone to plan of what I've planned my life to be. It's working out for me. Throw those plans away. That's why I always hate those questions. Like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, bitch, I don't know. know. Yeah. Right. Right? Because it's the most fucked up question. Like, honestly, (laughs) especially in like an interview or something. Imagine you said that in like a serious interview. I'm not telling you that. Like, but like, seriously, it's just like, why is that even a question? Like the new thing should be like, seriously having zero plan. Like, it's just, especially with the pandemic, like we literally don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And you just got to go with it. And that is, if you knew me, a year ago, you would be the one telling me that because I just planned out every second of my day. I threw that out long time ago because, you know, I used, I used to be that way. Like by the time I'm like 27, I'd be that, you know, and then I got to 27 and I was like, I'm going to stop trying to project what my life is going to look like. Cause it's not, but it's also better than I could imagine. So whenever anyone asks me that again, I'm just going to say, hopefully better than where I could like potentially see it going because that's how it's gone so far. It's the same thing when people ask us like, like, so what do you do? I hate that question. What do you, what do you do? It's like, I do my best. Like get the fuck yeah. Like don't ask me that stupid question. Yeah. People have been asking me constantly. So like, are you just going to keep doing this? Or are you going to go back into corporate? Like what are you doing? I'm like, I, I don't know right now. So please don't ask me that question because I don't even know. Like, I really don't know. Like, 
of course I'm thinking about it. And I'm not just like, let's just see, but like, I really am like, I just don't know. And because things are wild, things are happening every day in my life right now. I'm just like, okay, for right now, I'm just going to go with it. And I know it'll like come together soon enough. Hopefully. I'm so excited for you. I think, yeah, just, you just gotta like ride this wave, like keep doing what you're doing. Cause it's amazing. But like, you need to like become the like VP of some kind of fashion place and tell them how they need to restructure everything. So that way, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, you're kind of doing that for brands without them even knowing or realizing basically saying like, I'm trying all this stuff on, on a body that looks more like people than their, that is on their website. And so this is what it actually looks like. No thinking. <laughs> and you I mean, do it, it is working. Yeah. Like brand that I post that I'm not working with or anything. Like I posted like a, the, not the I wouldn't say the nicest video about free people of like joking about the clothing. I wasn't, I don't think it was like, it was humorous. The brand. It was, it was humorous, real. They, yeah. And they reached out and they're like, we love this. And I was so confused at the email. I'm like, you love this. I, I don't think I was that nice, but they were like, yeah, we want to send you clothes. We want ones that will like, you pick and you feel that you look your best. And I thought that was just amazing for them to do. And then in addition to that, hopefully they start making larger sizes. Okay. Free people is one of my faves. Like I shop. Yeah, I, I love it too. Yeah. It, Cause it's one of those where it's just like, I can predict kind of the sizing. I mean, there's some stuff that I just, I can't buy online. I am going to have to try it on, but like with free people, I just ordered from them last night. I really do love their stuff because a lot of it is sort of like, I like oversized flowy shit and they make a lot of that <laughs> and I always know like how it's gonna fit and it's gonna be good it would just be nice to be able to shop everything and feel confident that like okay and I, I don't care about sizes I don't I don't care I want the size that's gonna fit me I don't care if it's a 10 a 12 an 8 and I think sometimes a lot of people get stuck in their head about like I'm a 2 or I'm a 4 and like I can't wear any it's like but the sizing isn't consistent anywhere, everywhere. So like, if you love this, get the size that's going to fit you and you're going to feel good in it. Yeah. That's why in all of my videos, the sizing is different for every brand. Like that's the point I'm trying to yeah. show people. They're like, well, why are you this size? I don't know why I'm fucking this size, but like, you know what? Like it fits. I look good. So I just don't care anymore. Like I need to wear what, like I look good in and feel good in. Like I need to be able to breathe. I like looking good. Like I want to feel trendy and cool when I go out. So like I am taking the time to go to these stores, do returns if I have to, like really trying to figure it out for me. And then in the same time, I have a platform where I could help other people figure that out too, knowing, you know, going off of my body and then seeing what maybe would work for them or not work for them. Totally. I mean, do you have any advice for when people um, do air on like the mid to plus size of things? Like when you are shopping online, do you get like two sizes and things or like how, how do you shop or what advice do you have for people to have a more pleasant experience? Yeah. <laughs> So I know that most people don't do this and I never would have known this if I didn't get into modeling, but you need a tape measure, get it on Amazon. I'm telling you the best way. And I never did this in my whole life, which is why I was like, I'm not shopping online. You need to measure your bust, your waist and your hips. When it comes to modeling, that's all it is. You, no one cares about your weight. Weight has nothing to do with fashion. It's actually your measurements. So if you know your measurements and you go to the size guides and charts on the website, Every brand's different, but it does have their measurements there. And then, you know, wait, I'm actually a 16 here, but then you go to another website and on their size chart, you're a 14. It just helps, you know, and, and then yes, you can buy two different sizes. That's definitely more frustrating, but 
I think even right now when people are gifting me and reaching out to me, like at this point, I'm not even saying they're like, what size are you? I'm like, you let me know. These are my measurements. That's like really the best way to go. Okay. That is really a great tool to use. I've started kind of doing that again, because as I've recognized the inconsistency in sizes, I just will go to be like, what is their size guide? Cause some places it's like, Oh, I'm actually like a medium or no, I'm an extra large. So that's a really great tool. And I think it's going to help people. Cause I mean, we've all, I've, I've cried in an H and M dressing room yeah, more than have. one time. <laughs> it's, I, but yeah. it's, it sucks. Like, it's just like, why, why should we feel like we can't wear certain styles or shop at certain places because they don't make our size. Like they just, yeah. I think it's going to change. I think this is the time. And I think it's not only me. It's there's so many people now that are just like trying to make a freaking point. And like, if these brands don't get it, I think that the brands that do are going to be the ones that thrive and the ones that don't are going to be the ones left behind. I am curious for you, since you said you've struggled with weight back and forth, like, I mean, are you confident with your body? How do you feel about, you know, you right now? And I'm just interested on how you feel. Uh, Well, okay. So once I got like with the nutritionist, especially in the beginning of quarantine, it was like last January, February, where I started like kind of like working with the nutritionist and learning more. And I lost like 25, 30 pounds. And I was like, cool. Like finally I'm understanding this and it's, it's not a diet. It's just a lifestyle switch. But in the last like few months, like I've been like dealing with like real bad bouts of depression and feeling just like unmotivated. And then, yeah, like probably eating you know, more than I should and not being as active to like counter, you know, balance all of that. But I noticed that like, I've put back on a little weight, but you know what? I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's like, I know how nutrition works now. So it's fine. Like I'm allowing myself to have sort of like, we're in times where, you know what, like you got to be kind to yourself And so I'm not being hard on myself, but you know, I'm just, I'm just like being like, okay, Katie, like, you know what you got to do? Maybe like don't eat 12 Hershey kisses at bedtime. Like maybe that's not what's going to make you feel good in the morning. And also like, you know, I have to be kinder to myself. hundred percent. That's huge. I've been hard on myself. I've echoed things that people have said to me to myself. I let my self-worth go down the drain because of other people's fucking dumb opinions. And a lot of us do that. Like I'm a very sensitive person. I've always said my whole life, like, I don't give a shit what you say. Like I do, I really do. And like, I think you are a beautiful person. You seem, I don't, I don't know you super well, but you seem like you would maybe, like you just said, like, you're so sweet. I feel like you would take maybe things that other people say, like, and let it go to your head too much. You can't, you really can't because I do the same thing. And I act like, I don't care. I'm like, my mom's like, Oh, some of those comments on your TikTok were so mean. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. But like, yeah, I'm also thinking about them sometimes. So you can't not. Remy, we're human. Of course. It doesn't matter if like, we don't pay attention to it. We know it's there. It creeps into your psyche, but it's just, you know, being kind to yourself. At the end of the day, it's like my relationship with myself is the most important and the one that matters. So like if I can at least be like my own champion, yeah, then I'll be good. But once I start saying the things that are being said to me to myself, that's when it becomes like a slippery slope and I'll spiral. But it's not just like, oh, I'm cured. I feel great. I'm super confident. It's like, a, it's like every day I wake up and I'm just like, 
what are we going to do today? Yeah, we all do it. What kind of day is this going to be? Are we going to be active? Are we going to be nice to ourselves? Just like doing kind things for yourself. And I'm not one of those like stand in the mirror affirmation kinds of people, but like, I'm not either. I try to, I'll try and look at myself, but I'm, I'm the same way. Like I notice, I'm like, I worked out in my room today and I didn't in a, I haven't in a really long time. I'm like, I felt better today. Like I mentally felt better. I don't even do it to lose weight anymore. I do it because like my day that just ends up being better. That's mostly what it's about. It's not a vanity thing. It's not cosmetic. It's just straight up. Like I need to just survive myself through this. Yeah. Who are some of like, like influencers or even if it's just people in your life that like you're very inspired by? Hunter McGrady, I really think is great. She was the first plus size sports illustrated model. And she actually um, reached out to me. We were like talking a little and we said like, when things get better, we'll meet up in the city because she's around this area too. But she's really great. And she kind of has, she's doing the same thing right now, like doing a lot of press with talking about how like, it's not fair to just, you know, be this size and feel like in fashion that you can't, you know, wear the same things as other people. So she's someone I really love. Obviously someone like Ashley Graham as well, who's just started the game, I guess, with all of that. Yeah. I feel like, to be honest, I know it's crazy, but like, I'm not like I said, I reach out to a bunch of influencers to like assist and stuff. And that's why I'm happy that almost didn't work out. Cause a lot of people I even reach out to, I'm like, do I even like, do I look up to this person? Because if I don't, then what's the point? And I feel like that's what I'm actually finding right now. Like who are the people that I really like look up to and want to connect with? And a lot of them might not be like huge celebrities. A lot of them, I also find like on TikTok and people that genuinely like make me laugh and just like make me happy. Like that's why, you know, like social media is an amazing thing. I'm finding and connecting with all of these people. That's what's exciting me the most about all this. Like just connecting with people that have like that think the same as me. And, you know, I've made a lot of friends through this too. Well, I'm happy that through this, I was able to connect with you because I think you're spectacular and I think you're gorgeous. Thank and, you. and I love that you just like have your voice and representation in all of this because yeah, you're changing lives. And you're going to continue to change lives. And I see you doing like amazing things. So thank you so much. So like you've seen the show, I have a bit of a reputation of rage texting, <laughs> But you know what? It's, Don't we all? It can be cathartic. It can be productive. It can be all those things. So like, I always like to ask people who or what or whatever they would like to send a rage text to. So if I could send a rage text to someone, it would be to this guy that right kind of before I started blowing up on TikTok, I just think that it's very interesting that this happened because was at a small gathering with some of my friends. This guy came up to me, who's one of my friend's cousins. And he said, you have so much going for you. Like you're so beautiful, but all you need to do now is just shed a couple pounds. This kid's like a little, maybe like doesn't have brain cells or something, but like, <laughs> I, Definitely not. I didn't even say anything. Like I don't have, I had so much rage, but like, it was almost like beyond that, that it's like, Remy, just don't fucking speak for one second. Like just walk away. And I was a little drunk. So I just went to the corner and started crying. But like, I really feel like if I was more sober, I wouldn't have cried. But like the next day, like I honestly was laughing about it. Like to my friends, I'm like, wait, do you remember when he came up to me and said that? Like, is he okay? Like, 
like you said in the beginning, it's like people that say things like somehow somewhere like projecting whatever, like about them on you. And I just am like, okay, I'm sorry. Like now look at me now, bitch. Like, I'm sorry. Like seriously, like, because now truly like my mom called me the other day and she was like, I know this is crazy, but like, if you never gained the weight, kind of all of this would have never happened. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but like it gave me a whole other perspective. And it's like to all those fucking people that called me fat my whole life as some sort of insult. Screw you. Where are they now? Oh, yeah. Mm, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I feel like I just, I love talking to you. And I love talking to you too. You're really amazing. I'm so happy we did that. Me too. And I hope that when... <sighs> I feel like I've been saying this for a year. When this is all over, 